Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. It's good to have you here once again. Two months later (laughs) and I am back for another loosely structured episode on whatever has been on my mind lately. And lately what has been on my mind is uni, to be honest, and university because it is my entire life. And the questions I wanna kind of explore is, is it really worth it? And is university worth 9K? I've got my big mug full of cappuccino. It is Tuesday, the 9th of November. It's good vibes. It's like 10 a.m. right now. And my brain is very, very awake. I probably shouldn't drink this coffee. It's probably gonna make my heart race. And the last time I uploaded was September 9th. Today is the 9th of, it is, today is the 9th of November. So it's been exactly two months. And I don't really know where those past two months have gone. So much has happened. I'm currently at home and have kind of escaped university for about five days. Today I'm gonna go back home, but whilst I have those days of like no in-person teaching, I just decided to come back, catch up on my work, rest, slow down a little bit. And I'm definitely not making this episode in procrastination from my ever-expanding workload. No, definitely not. I'm definitely not burnt out from teaching my degree to myself, but we digress. It's been on my mind, this whole, is uni worth it? And it's a very interesting topic to me since all of my friends are at uni and most of the adults in my life have probably also been to uni. Like, do you need a degree to be quote unquote successful or whatever that looks like to you? Or is it more about going to uni because it's such a life-changing, perspective-changing experience? My My point of view right now on it is Is it worth it being burnt out and tired all the time and teaching myself all the content? Like, what am I paying 9K for? But also, can you really put a price tag on the university experience? So I'm going to address straight off the bat that determining something as worth it or not is highly, highly, super duper subjective. People will determine if something is worth it using very different perspectives and paradigms. I might think uni is worth it because it brings me closer to my career goals. Somebody else might think that university is worth it because it brings them returns on investment and it makes them more money in the long term. They'll be wealthier if they have a degree. But somebody else might think it's worth it just because they had a good time and they made lots of memories. Not even university, but people have different ways of valuing if something was worth it in general. But Right now, I guess we're talking about if something is worth its price tag and is it worth its 9K. But I don't just want to discuss the money aspect of uni being worth it. Not just is uni worth 9K, but is it worth going for the experience, the personal growth, the career prospects? Um, But the money is important to consider because it is a big investment. For me, a degree is worth it if I am being academically challenged, if I have access to lots of resources to help me with my learning, learning new and interesting concepts and expanding my knowledge. For the most part, I think that's true, with the only exception of expanding my knowledge part, like doing dentistry or learning a lot about a very niche area, the very niche area of the little head and neck area, which is not something I particularly enjoy, like learning a lot about little. I sometimes wish I chose a degree where you get a broader range in the curriculum. 
for example learning a little about a lot in areas that I find a bit more interesting psychology sociology English lit maybe um but reading those areas for fun will have to do for now and as I do for most episodes when I'm in the mood to make them I put up a little Instagram story to ask for your input so I put up a little poll the poll was do you think university is worth 9k and before I give the results I want to give a little bit of background info in the UK tuition fees a year per year are 9,250 which is crazy because I swear when my sisters went to uni maybe 10 or 12 years ago it was 3,000 pounds I just am baffled how it's gone from three to nine and the quality I don't know if it's increased by that amount like I wanted to figure out where this big jump came from so I did a little google and I made a little note of it so in 2003 it was 3,000 pounds then in 2009 it went up by 3,000 no it went up by 290 pounds to 3,290 which is okay you know just a little jump of 290 to keep up with inflation but then crazily in 2010 it went up to 9k and then 9,250 in 2016. So it has kind of stayed the same in the last five years since 2016, but imagine in 2010, living through the jump from three to 9K as a student, like what possessed the Tory government? And I'm not gonna fact check this, but I definitely know it's a Tory government in my heart, to recklessly triple the fees from 3.3 to 9K, almost triple, that's so reckless so not justified as well like not even a little increase by okay maybe we should increase it by a thousand pounds but by 6k wow i wonder at the time if there was a lot of like backlash and a lot of protest against it because i would be livid i'd be so vexed if i was a student going to uni just after the fees went to 9k i wouldn't be having that that's ridiculous but now it's just so normal like yeah 9k everybody pays that so i guess everybody is just in the debt together so the results to the is university worth 9k poll we had drum roll please 20 votes for no and then a small percentage of people four people said yes it is worth 9k so out of those 24 votes thanks to you guys for voting those 24 people overwhelmingly people said right off the bat it's not worth 9k and I would have to agree to an extent I would also say that the price tag of a degree is slightly arbitrary for me anyway because it's the only way to become a dentist like for medicine it's the only way to be a doctor really so you're going to have to pay however much it is because it is the only option and then the slightly different question that I want to pose is the university experience is it worth 9k can you really put a price tag or a monetary value on that experience the more I think about this and trust me I think about it a lot anytime I'm in a lecture I'm really like is this worth all the money that I'm paying here to like half listen and then when I get home I'm just gonna have to rewatch it but then I think like what else would I be doing except being at uni I also can't picture myself anywhere but uni because maybe it's because that's the dumb thing like everyone goes to uni I think for the most part a lot of young people go to uni because everybody else does it and it's 
advertised to us as the best years of our lives and we don't want to miss out on that but are these years overrated i can't really say at the moment i would say no it's not overrated at the minute but i'm very biased because second year has been so fun so far and so busy but ask me that at the end of the five years is it overrated is it really worth me being all that money in debt which at the end of the episode I'll tell you how much my uni debt will be after five years because guys I calculated it yesterday and I didn't realize I didn't really deep it too much but it's it's a lot it's a lot more than the average the average graduate after a three-year course is 55k with the tuition and maintenance loan so that's like the average in the in the UK anyway at this current time in 2020 2021 um but can you really put a monetary value on the uni experience i would say no you can't it's life experience it's personal growth it's the people that you meet the nights out the social events relationships late night adventures and everything in between it's growing up and gaining independence in the grand scheme of uni and that sees you through that journey because from being a child at school where you're spoon-fed all the information and you're dependent upon all these authority figures. You're told where to go at what time. You have this little timetable that tells you exactly where you need to be. You don't really need to organise yourself. You can probably get away with showing up without a pen. Remember those kids in school who every single day they had to ask the teacher for a pen. Not even every morning, like every single lesson, they just lost their pens. Like, you could just show up without really being prepared and at uni it's not like that like nobody is going to tell you what to do and from being those kids at school to becoming our own person and gaining independence and figuring out how we fit into the world just before we're thrown into the adult working world it's really like being a trial of an adult like we're on a free trial like we're in a bubble in university, especially in a campus uni like mine, it feels like a little mini society where we're just trialing to be adults before we graduate. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like a trial run because we're not really adults, but we are, but we're not in school. And it's kind of this weird transition phase of like three to five years. And then the second part of the Instagram story was, why do you think uni is or isn't worth it? I didn't get a lot of responses for why uni is worth it. So from those four people or anyone else who thinks it is worth 9k, then please let me know your thoughts. But first response was, I don't think that the academic support is enough. We are taught very little and are expected to learn the rest ourselves. So a little reference to the intro when I said I'm burnt out from teaching all the content to myself. I think that once the professors and things give us the course materials and the lectures they obviously can't cover everything in that topic because topic areas and disciplines are so wide and so varied and in depth but i think that this is because lecturers at uni know a lot about their niche little fields and they might be an expert on that field or a doctor and have a phd but it doesn't necessarily mean they're good at teaching you might be an expert but you might not be a good teacher you have all these accreditations you have very well established names that i feel is trying to teach they have their names in this journal and this paper but can you make me understand what you're writing about in your academic papers a lot of the time they can't because they're a lecturer 
And the definition of a lecture is an educational talk to present information. They're presenting us with hours and hours of work of content, but it's not the same as teaching, not the same as helping somebody understand and process the information. And this is something I've realized, especially this year, with going to a lot more in-person lectures, because it's strange, we're not told that it's so different from like college in sixth form and high school. Some of my good teachers at school wouldn't let us leave the classroom unless we fully understood everything or if the class was confused, then they'd go over it one more time, but simplified it and made us really process it. But huh, if you're at uni and you go through a 45 minute to a one hour lecture and you leave and you're still confused, then nobody's going to help you out with that. You might be brave and go up to the lecturer, but honestly, that doesn't really happen. They're quite daunting sometimes. Um, it's really for you to be on your way and every man to teach themselves. And that's just the way it is. Um, it takes a lot of self-discipline and motivation, I think, at uni to be like, OK, I didn't really understand this lecture or didn't understand this concept. And I'm going to go home now or I'm going to go to the library straight after to teach myself. It takes a lot of discipline and the work truly never gets done unless you do it yourself and you tell yourself, OK, I'm going to sit down and do this and not get distracted because no one else is going to do it for me. Because if you deep it, there's not a lot of accessible academic support at uni. And to an extent, that's why you should definitely make course mates and like lean on your peers for help because it does help. Okay, tangent on the whole lecturer thing, almost over. A lot of my lecturers who aren't necessarily the top of their fields and like they're absolute gods in academia are often the ones that are the best teachers because they've gone out of their way and they've spent more time and effort to ensure that their lecture content is accessible to undergraduates and not gone in straight with this master's level, PhD level concepts, which our tiny little second year brains cannot comprehend. We're learning all this content for the first time. And these very well-esteemed lecturers are teaching you very complex high level ideas because that's their level of knowledge. That's their point of view and their perspective. But the lecturers that help you out and understand by dumbing stuff down for their students, they're the lecturers that get my support. They'll get my support any day of the week. And they're often the best ones and they're more relatable. So moving on swiftly, I was having a conversation with someone recently about how we learn at uni and how it kind of inspired this whole episode, basically. In a nutshell, the way we learn at university by lectures is not the most important or effective style of learning for most people. We pay this money to access materials for a degree in one very, very narrow way. And I think it's difficult because we learn best when things are presented to us in a variety of ways. The whole thing of people being an auditory or a visual learner, I used to believe in so much. I used to say, I am a visual learner. Give me pictures, give me diagrams, YouTube videos any day of the week and I can learn anything. I can remember it. But now I've changed my views like a whole 360 because I think it's kind of bullshit. Now, if I identify myself as only being able to learn in one particular way, you're limiting yourself to taking in that information in that one way. If you only learn through auditory or listening, basically, you're processing the information less efficiently than if you listen to it and you also read the words and you also looked at pictures of the same information. In short, 
everybody learns better when presented with information in many different ways, even if you have a preferred style of learning. Everybody. So predominantly, lectures is not the most effective way to get students to learn if you're only learning through lectures, basically. For my course, I'm lucky that I don't struggle too much with how monotonous and repetitive lectures can get, although we have a lot of lectures. Um, because we also have labs, we have anatomy classes, seminars, clinics, and also lectures. Um, but my friends who do other courses tell me that they only have lectures and seminars. But I really think that thinking that you're only one type of learner doesn't help yourself. And that's what uni is missing. This making learning more engaging by having a variety of ways that they can teach. But lectures are the traditional format and it's hard to change things that have been in place for hundreds and hundreds of years and have seemingly been successful because a lot of people have graduated, but little ran over. After completing one entire year and experiencing the best of both worlds of in-person and online uni, I can see now how uni is more than just education and how it is kind of priceless. You're walking into uni and you bump into someone that you know on the way to a lecture, you grab a coffee together if you're not running horrendously late. You sit with them in the lecture and afterwards you get chatting and they invite you to a social event or they tell you to tag along to a new society. And when you go, you end up really enjoying yourself, making new friends and it's all of these small little micro interactions, these little random events that happen in your day that build up to make uni so worth it. These little random unstructured points in the day where you're seeing people all the time and it makes it more likely that you're gonna be experiencing a lot more than just academia. Social events, being invited to study dates, sports, just so much going on at uni that through making connections with people, you're just going to be broadening what you're experiencing so much and just loving life. These past two months of second year have kind of been like that and we've had nothing in first year so it made me realise how much there is to uni. That uni is a whole different thing to university, the academic side. Uni is fun but university is serious and academic and it's easy to lose sight of that after such a shitty first year. There wasn't anything but university and work but now we have uni and life is good and there's a balance even if for my course we get a lot of work and we never get reading week and everybody had their reading week last week it's such a joke because we actually need it the most our workload somehow increases week by week and there's no way to stop it we just gotta get through it i really wish it was christmas holidays already i need that month off right now but i've got about four weeks to go <laughs> so maybe in the Christmas holiday I'll probably do my next podcast episode because I always tend to it, like doing the when I'm at home when I've got more time so see if I've survived up until Christmas we'll see we'll see I was saying to a friend earlier not earlier yesterday now or they were saying to me that reminding yourself that in 10 years or even five years time you're not going to remember all of this stress these uni assignments these exams you're not going to remember in november 2021 that you're really stressed and overstretched because you have so much work on 
and you had to make a podcast episode just to vent out all your troubles and then put it on the internet because that's a normal thing to do (laughs) but yeah just reminding yourself that this is impermanent and this stress and this work is not going to last forever and you'll get through it and you'll get good grades and you'll graduate and you'll make so many memories along the way just put things into perspective basically and just don't stress if you're behind on your uni work it's okay if you're behind you're behind just make time to catch up and don't stress yourself stress yourself out about it and on the kind of theme of stress um the mental health and well-being support or the lack of it at university is what I want to touch on next I just don't think that it's good enough like think about all the things that are going on in a student's life for example in a first year leaving home and then for everyone else living independently as well academic pressures the pressure to make new friends and managing your finances and even some people have quite an unstable home life so going home isn't really an option and uni is all that you have good mental health is the key to enjoy university and to enjoy anything really but depression and anxiety is increasing amongst young people there's so many pressures from academia to making sure that you're living your best life and social media making sure that everybody knows that you're living your best life online reaching out is really hard to friends and I don't think that a one-off meeting every semester with a member of staff trying to express concern cuts it you can reach out to members of staff or university services if you have problems for sure throughout the year but the mental health checkups and the well-being meetings that they kind of have to put on for you like from your tutors is very very performative and it's just a checklist activity that they have to tick off to say okay I checked up on the student and even if you did disclose that you're struggling with anything then the staff members are not professionally trained on mental health and they can't really get to the root cause of your stress and put in put things into practice to help you deal with it because a lot of the time the university-wide mental health services are way too daunting and a lot of people don't want to use it because there might be I think for me if I was to reach out if I got to that point I would think okay other people might have way more serious problems than me like I'm just using their resources and it's not really important enough to go and reach out but if you ever do reach out for help you're being so vulnerable and it's very generic advice that you get back. They say, reach out to a support system. What are your coping mechanisms? Well, clearly, clearly my coping mechanisms are not working here because if I was coping, I wouldn't be here. And they can't give us genuine, helpful, practical advice because they're not trained professionally to do that. Most of our tutors are just academics. They're just our lecturers that double up as like a tutor. And it's their job to have these meetings with us like once a term or whatever. It's their job to do it. It's not because they're like professionally trained and they really, really care about our well-being. They kind of just have to. And a lot of the time, well, there's been a few times where I raise an issue, not just well-being related, but academic difficulties I've been having. Nothing happens because of it. Um, It's a checklist activity. They just have to like... They just have to ask us, are we coping? Like, is there any problems, basically? So I know that nothing will definitely happen. Nothing, nothing will happen if I disclose any proper mental health problems I have. I think if there was anything serious, like mental health issues or not coping, then there's a long wait list to get proper help, like counselling on campus, which just reflects 
the well-being system of the whole country like in the nhs as well like it's just not really good enough but that's my experience anyway other unis might be so much better so if your uni has a good well-being system then let me know because i think that will be really nice to hear another thought i had kind of linking on from what i said earlier about just going to uni because everybody else does is your course might not even be good at your uni you're just going to uni for the vibes for the sake of the experience for example let me just have a sip of my cappuccino here to get me in the mood for example a lot of people want to go to London for uni. They want to go LSC, Imperial, Kings, UCL. Take me to London. Take me to the capital. But their course might not even be good at London uni. Sweetie, English Lit is actually better at Bath and Warwick, not at Kings. But you don't know that. You just want to go to a London uni for the vibes and not because your course is necessarily that great there. Engineering is actually better at Loughborough, not KCL, but you've convinced yourself that King's is the best choice because it is in central London. My point is not to bash London unis. If you go to London unis, I'm highly jealous of you, but you should choose the course and then the uni that's best for your course, not the university and then the course. You'll just end up settling for second best or even sixth or seventh best in the league tables just go where your course is best and where you're fitting best because for the most part it's not going to live up to those high high expectations and those certain perceptions of what you have of that university in your head and that's the end of that uni will be worth your 9k if you're going to a uni that is very good for your course and also somewhere that you think that you're fitting well so lastly the crux of the episode, what you've been waiting for me to get to is, is the worth, <laughs> is the worth, is the 9k even worth it? I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm going to leave that in. 9,250 whole great British pounds. That is my tuition for every year of the five years. And then my maintenance loan is 9k a year because I have a low household income. So I get basically the greatest amount of maintenance loan which is the money to help you pay your rent and your bills and food and keep you living. It surprisingly it surprisingly goes very, very quickly, that 9K. So £18,000 roughly a year for five years is a grand total of £91,000. £91,000 later and I'll be a dentist. <laughs> almost 100k <laughs> and I'm gonna round that 91 to 100k because it's a nice round number which is just so crazy but also it doesn't really make me feel stressed or daunted because student loans are not the same as commercial loans or like bank loans because you only start paying them off once you earn a certain amount of money once you have a job that pays a certain amount then the amount you pay off increases with how much you earn incrementally. A greater total debt does not mean you pay off more straight away. It just means that it will take you longer to pay it off. And if you still haven't paid off your student debt after 30 years, I think it's 30 years anyway, then it gets written off and you don't need to pay it anymore. But I think that for my dentistry salary, I think I will be paying off probably all of my student loan before 30 years. If somebody had like a greater total student debt than me 
which I seriously doubt it will be more than 100k but for the sake of this example that person wouldn't be paying more than me if we earn the same income we're both on say let's say 30k 25k a year and even though that person has a greater total student loan we'd be paying off the same amount every month it would just take them a longer amount of time to pay it off which is kind of simple and for me I can accept that I'll be in so much more debt than most people who did a three-year course like the, the normal standard duration of courses or had a lower maintenance loan than me it'll just take me a lot longer to pay it off because it'll, I'll be earning a lot more than the average graduate long term hopefully hopefully dentists will still get paid in four years time three years time three or four years time still get paid quite a lot most people don't think twice about taking out a student loan for uni anyway it's just like the normal thing to do that the government pays for it in the UK but that's obviously a major privilege and we love that in the west we're just privileged with these student grants from the government because a lot of countries just don't have it or they only partially pay for your tuition or if you're not a resident of a certain country then you have to obviously pay your way through uni people do have to pay their way through uni or they get less government assistance for whatever reason and yeah so it's a very privileged position to be able to just take out all this invisible money and then one day when I'm earning money then I'll pay it back um, but is it even worth it? It depends on what you want to get out of uni and you have to definitely decide what you deem uni to be worth it before you go or even when you're there and you figure it out as you go along because for me the actual course itself is maybe worth it although they teach you in one specific way and I do spend a lot of time teaching myself but there's so many good opportunities there's so many cool things to do at uni really good facilities societies community in general if I didn't go to uni then I wouldn't have met so many cool people and for me it's worth it if I'm having a good time with good people and that's what makes my degree worth it so on that very cheesy note I'm gonna finish so on that very cheesy note I'm gonna finish off the episode here if you are fed up of me saying the words uni or university then you are in luck because I am tired of it too I've probably said it like 200 times but thank you so so much for listening to my ramblings for this week please tune in for the next episode whenever that will go up because I'm very inconsistent if you enjoyed the episode or had any thoughts on this topic then please dm me or comment on the podcast instagram at rainers underscore ramblings have a great rest of your day goodbye